Even the youngest children know about the shepherds. The shepherds who were greeted by the angels, the shepherds who came to greet the newly born Jesus. And yet in the gospel narrative Luke provides for us, we never hear about the shepherds again. And the journalist in me, I studied journalism in college, wants to know what happened to these men. What happened to them? Where did they go? Where did they end up? What did they do with their lives? The priest in me wants to know, did this change anything for them? Certainly they had this encounter with this heavenly host, this powerful experience, but did it lead them anywhere? And this question is of critical importance to each and every one of us. Because though none of us, I would assume, if, you, if it has happened, please let me know, though none of us have seen the heavens open up and a host of angels singing glory to God in the highest, we have encountered God. God has shown us his love, his favor, his mercy, and his kindness. He has done this in ways that are tangible. Perhaps the birth of a child or a significant accomplishment or some sort of diagnosis or something that came back positive that you were dreading the worst. We've seen and known what it's like to be loved and to experience something beyond this world. We also know what it's like for that not to have much of an impact on us. For that to be something that we look back on or that we dismiss out of hand. We either say, oh, that happened to me when I was a kid, or we think, oh, it's just some sort of psychological response to blah, blah. You know, we want to kind of quantify it. We want to keep it locked away. We want to keep it manageable. We're afraid of what it might mean if it's something more. But this is exactly what the Lord comes into this world for. He doesn't just come in. Jesus, God, remember, Jesus is God. God does not become a human being just to show us his power, just to show us the story of this is what happens when I'm born, angels sing to shepherds in a field. He doesn't do that just to show us that he can do that. He desires to show us a path to happiness and salvation. In the first reading, we hear from the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. But if it's just a strobe or a flash of light, if it's not a light we choose to follow, guess what happens in the next step? We are back in darkness. But to follow that light, which is the Lord, to listen to the song that he sings, that God sings, that the heavenly host sings, and to make that song the deepest song of my own heart is what it means then to walk in the light, to follow after so that it's not just a passing fancy, but that God illumines with his love, his mercy, his brightness, his goodness, his peace, his justice, every aspect of my life. In this light, no darkness can overcome. In this reality, we find our hope even in the challenges. And we recognize in the crosses and the burdens that we bear, not something that is insurmountable, but the means by which we are growing closer to the Lord. 
and growing in and finding clear clarity on his path. The Lord has shown you his face. He has come into your life. As St. Paul says, he desires then for you to make the choice to walk with him. He says, St. Paul, the grace of God has appeared, desiring and trying to do what? Saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope. This experience in the field of the shepherds, the hand of God that has touched us, those moments where we have seen and experienced God, are the invitation, are the start. What great sadness it would be, and I pray that it's not so, if this was the only time in the lives of the shepherds that they opened their hearts to God and to His ways and to His plan. They had a life and an opportunity in front of them, and so do we tonight. God is with us. God makes His dwelling place amongst us so that He can walk with us, cry with us, guide us, give us His light so that we can be with Him in this life and forever in heaven. One of the moments in my life where I saw the face in a way of God, but then it didn't really do anything for me in the short term, was when I was in college and studying abroad, I did a three-week trip through uh, Europe after I was done for the semester. And on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I was in Assisi. And on Christmas Eve, I went to midnight mass at the cathedral there in Assisi. And I remember this, I, I don't speak Italian, so I have no idea what was going on. I imagine they were doing carols or something, because it was like a half an hour of singing before Mass. But I remember sitting in the very back of this church all by myself. I didn't know anything, I didn't know what was going on. And there was this, I, I think she was a postulant, a sister. She had a shaved head, and she was wearing a very, like, a ankle-length skirt and a, a plain white blouse. So I, I figure she was probably trying to be a, a religious sister of some kind. But her head was shaved, shorter than my hair. And she was singing. And it was the most beautiful sight I have ever seen in my life. Because she was probably my age. I was 21. She wouldn't have been much older. And she was, in the eyes of the world, perhaps ugly. Because she had shaved her head. That wasn't what the world was saying was beautiful. But she was on fire with something else. With something intangible. And in that woman, I saw the face of God. And it inspired me and challenged me to my very core. What does it look like to give your life away to something greater than yourself in service of the Lord? And that was it. Full disclosure, for two years, I chased everything but the Lord in my life. But that sister's face still shines in my heart. I can see her in, my eye, in the eyes of my heart as clearly as I can see you right now. And this is what happens when God touches us. This is what happens when He shows us His face. When the heavens open and we hear the angels singing, Glory to God, on, you know, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. This is what happens. But the challenge of tonight 
The desire that the Lord has for each of us, the reason He came into this world, is He doesn't want that moment to stop. He wants that moment to be our entire life. He wants to be our entire life. We don't know what happened to the shepherds, but we do know that they had that choice. The same choice that you and I have tonight. To go to seek to follow Jesus or to go our own merry way. I hope and I pray that you will choose to follow Jesus. To follow the angels singing. So that you can sing now as we will at Mass every time we sing the Gloria. As we will at the Sanctus, the Holy, Holy, Holy. So that we can sing together today the praises of our God. And so that we can sing with these angels forever in heaven. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Because today, Jesus Christ, God himself, is born. God is with us.